investing in real estate, especially house hacking, there are certain responsibilities that you have when otherwise, if you were to just rent or own your own single family home, you otherwise wouldn't have. For instance, living in the same fourplex as three of your tenants, you have to be the landlord and have to deal with those responsibilities. So if one of your neighbors knocks on your door in the middle of the night saying they have a leaky pipe or water coming in from the roof, then that's something that you'd have to deal with them and have to maintain as your responsibility as the landlord. It's the concept of delayed gratification. So if you're willing to live the lifestyle of being a real estate investor, especially living so close to the tenants that you're working with for the short term, you're able to reap significant long-term financial gains that will be able to benefit you in the long run and make you better off than if you otherwise would have decided to rent. This is the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan, where we interview local real estate investors and professionals to go over tips, tricks, and investing strategies to help you learn about the business and to enable you to achieve your financial goals. And now, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Today, we have Anthony Barbado. Anthony's an agent at Keller Williams. Now, on this episode, he's going to share the strategy of house hacking in the Bay Area using an FHA loan. And with this strategy, we basically purchase fourplexes with an FHA loan, allowing us to purchase it with a low down payment and getting a higher DTI ratio to qualify for the loan. It's a great strategy for anyone looking to purchase their own property here in the Bay Area. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the show and leave a review. We release episodes every Wednesday and Sunday and release the show notes with the full transcription on our site, everythingrei.com. Enjoy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know who you are and how did you get into real estate? Yes, my name is Anthony Barbado. I work as a real estate agent here with Keller Williams in Danville. It all started in Southern Illinois in the Midwest. I started wholesaling houses to where I sold 17 in the Midwest, but it wasn't enough to cover my tuition for that semester in college. So I figured I needed to go where there might be more opportunity, more excitement. So I looked to see where it was that all the opportunity was. They say two thirds of all the venture capital in America is spent in Silicon Valley, which is what made me make the leap as soon as I graduated. And uh, here we are in beautiful California. Awesome. Wow. So you are wholesaling homes. This is true. I sent out the handwritten letters till my hand cramped, you know, 300 at a time there. It is interesting to be able to see just how it is that you know, people that are in situations where they have knots that need to be untangled. And it's rewarding to be able to be in the position to where you can help alleviate them from their issues. Some people, you know, they have a situation to where they want to move. However, they're in a bind, whereas the conventional real estate agent isn't the opportune route. So they'll go the wholesaling route, be able to work with investors, and then everybody makes out in the end. Perfect. And how long ago since then did you move to the to the Bay Area? So far, I've been here for five months in total. I came and since then, I've talked to 3,300 people. And as a result of talking to all those people, I've made $3,300 in real estate commissions. So I figure just by the odds of going out, networking, talking to people, asking if they're interested in buying or selling, 
by default, if you take that 33,000 divided by 3,300, $10 for every point of contact I make. So my goal is to make $150,000 by oh, January 1st of 2020. And I'll do that by talking to 17,000 more people. By default, if I hit that number, communicate with enough people. By volume, I will achieve my goal. That's awesome. I, I kind of want to go over that. How did you even track that you talked to 3,300 people? Oh, absolutely. It's just door knocking one door at a time. I'll go out and from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., go out and talk to people in the community. They say that in certain neighborhoods, you can look up on the title company what the average turnover rate is. So there are specific neighborhoods where there might be a 10% turnover rate. You can check just by the houses that have sold in the last year. So by default, for every 10 people you talk to, one person is going to be selling within the next year. So if you are in real estate, you know that it's a prime opportunity, a prime place to not only send letters, but go physically in person to be able to talk to these people, mingle, be able to make yourself a part of the community. So then whenever it comes time to sell, they know who it is that has the local knowledge will be a local resource. That's crazy. So you door knock from eight to eight every single day. Maybe not weekends. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then it seems like going downtown is also viable. For instance, it was in front of the Safeway in Concord, and I was talking to somebody. Eight o'clock at night, I had to make my goal of talking to 100 people. And this person, they say, Anthony, as a matter of fact, I have been thinking about moving and selling the house. So sure enough, we went to go look at it. Oh, it was a wreck. and had foundation issues and... It was down to the studs in some areas. He was a do-it-yourselfer, but couldn't do it himself. So he really needed to get out of a bind and sell it. So we were able to help him and be able to get the ball rolling. So you never know where you're going to find people who are interested in uh, real estate. So it's just a matter of talking to as many people as possible. That's crazy. So you said you had a goal of 100. Is that like 100 per day that you go door knocking? Oh, but it's fun. It seems like... The world reflects how it is that you are. So if you're positive, if you have an upbeat attitude when dealing with other people, you know, have you had any thoughts on moving, buying, or investing? People, they typically behave in like kind to where they're also in high spirits as well. Oh, actually, I do know my brother-in-law. He's looking to find a new house in the area. Sure enough, just by default. So it seems like it's something that is worth the effort. That's an amazing story. And again, the reason why I actually wanted to contact you in the first place is because I saw your Facebook post about how you now have a meetup group over in Danville and you were promoting a certain strategy, which is to buy fourplexes using an FHA loan. So go ahead and talk about that. It is house hacking in the Bay using the FHA. Just by talking to a high amount of people, a high volume, I realized that there's a common situation that emerges. I talk to people and I say, are you interested in moving? Are you interested in finding a new place to live, having a place of your own? And the general consensus is that everybody wants to own their own property. However, they don't believe that it's affordable just because they don't have that 20% down payment. So it's a matter of affordability. I got to looking at the different strategies that people use in order to invest in real estate and there are alternatives to having to put down that 20% down. You know, you have a million dollar property, $200,000 is a significant amount, especially in the Bay Area where price is prohibitive for a majority of people. In San Francisco, they say that 70% of people rent and 30% of people own their own house. Whereas I'm sure if the finance is allowed, it would be 100% owning. So the idea of 
being able to allow anybody to be able to have a place to call their own. Granted, you have to take the baby steps as far as the low down payment at the beginning. So the way that you can get your foot in the door, owning your own home, regardless of your financial situation, is by house hacking, using low money down financing, especially on off-market deals. So the way is that you can buy a fourplex, live in one of the units, rent out the other three, so that the tenants will supplement your monthly mortgage payment. Because your monthly mortgage payment will be less, you're able to qualify for a higher property so that you can afford more house at a smaller payment. That makes it more affordable for the majority of people in the Bay Area and in other markets to be able to get their foot in the door and start making property work for them instead of the other way around. That's amazing. Have you actually helped any clients so far with this strategy? Mm -hmm. In Southern Illinois, it's interesting to see how the different markets are. There is a college town, Carbondale, Illinois, in the Midwest, where the market is completely different than it is here in the Bay Area. There are duplexes that are $200,000. They'll rent every month. You're able to bring in, you know, at the end of the year, $40,000 on this $200,000 property. So the cash on cash return is significantly higher than it would be in the Bay Area. However, the prices in the Midwest, they've stayed the same for the past 20 years. So 1997, the same duplex for $200,000, what it would sell for today, it would sell for the same amount, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So it's consistent cash flow. That's where a model like FHA house hacking can really gain momentum because it's easier to be able to cash flow as opposed to just having that rent supplement the monthly payment that you would otherwise have to pay. The idea is where I got it from, Southern Illinois, where I've helped people at before, I figured, why can't we help people in this market? Now, in the Bay Area, the prices relative to rent have outran the amount of rent that you can bring in from this property. So similar rent of $40,000, a property here in the Bay Area might cost $400,000 or $500,000, as opposed to the 200 price point in the Midwest. Because the price point is so much higher here, it's prohibitive for a lot of people. However, they can facilitate buying their own property by using that FHA loan. Now, it might not cover the entire monthly payment, whereas it would on the $200,000 property. However, it will make it so that the monthly payment they do have to come out of pocket at is less than they would have had to pay on rent on a similar property. So it just makes it to where they can get their foot in the door. They can live in this home until they can refinance once they hit that 22% equity point. And then they're able to reduce their monthly payment significantly. And then ideally they can use that equity to be able to leverage into a new property and then expand their real estate portfolio, achieve long-term financial benefit from the short-term sacrifice of investing in the fourplex today. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like living in an apartment, except now you own the property. So you get all the benefits of owning property, like appreciation, debt pay down, uh, tax benefits. Like there's so much so much good that you have from it. And by using an FHA loan, now you have a low down payment requirement to get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. I think that house hacking is something that's commonplace to where many people, if they're in the investing space, understand the concept and they've heard of it before. However, using the FHA loan to get your foot in the door, it is something I haven't heard about, so I wanted to touch on especially. 
using the FHA loan, it has several advantages over using 20% conventional financing. The first being is that you can leverage your money much more than with that 20% down. You only have to have 3.5% down, so $35,000 to leverage an asset that's worth a million dollars. So it's much more leveraged as far as the potential gains in appreciation that you're able to achieve. It's also easier to qualify for a majority of first-time buyers, which is why 46% of first-time home buyers use the FHA loan. All they need is a credit score of 620 and above, and they're able to qualify for 3.5% down. If their credit is less than 620, which is the situation with some first-time home buyers, then they're still able to qualify for an FHA. However, they have to put 10% down. Yeah. The most fundamental difference by far is how your DTI is calculated, your debt to income ratio. With a conventional home, whenever the underwriter looks to see if they'll approve or disapprove you for a loan, they look at your debt to income ratio. So anytime that the amount of debt that you have coming in over your gross income is above 43%, it will not fly with a conventional loan. However, it's more lenient with an FHA all the way up to 55%. So it's more lenient, accessible for a majority of buyers. And also it's even more leverage to the hilt because you're able to use the income coming in from those tenants as part of that monthly income that you have coming in. So it helps bolster the amount of money that you're bringing in and helps make your DTI more favorable whenever getting approved. And for that income, do they use 100% of the income of current rent or is it only like 75% of current income? That is an excellent question. They will take the amount of income coming in from the remaining units that you're not currently occupying and then they'll take a factor of three quarters. So they'll take the rent from the other three units, if in a fourplex, and then based on 75% of that income, they will be able to find the conservative estimate of how much money you can expect to bring in on that property, minus a factor of vacancy and any other expenses that are the cost of doing business. And what are the FHA loan limits? Because if you look at a single family house, I've seen it be like 700000 or so. In the Bay Area, it's hard to find a fourplex for 700000 So how do you get around that issue? Mm -hmm. That's the most beautiful part of all, especially in the Bay Area, because the prices are so high. The limits of using an FHA loan is that depending on the amount of units, the price acceptability goes up significantly. Whereas a single unit in Contra Costa or Alameda County for the Bay Area residents here, you can buy a single unit for $726,000. However, as you increase to the duplex, the triplex, the fourplex, at the fourplex level, you can get approved for a property just under $1.4 million. Jeez. So you're able to leverage your money significantly. You can buy a lot of property with $1.4 million. So it makes it just that much better to be able to live in a neighborhood that you'd otherwise like to live in and feel safe in uh, whenever you're uh, residing there. Where are the great locations to buy a fourplex? Because even if I want to do the strategy in, say, Sunnyvale, it's still impossible because fourplex in Sunnyvale are like $2 million, $2.5 million. That might be further down the line of the Bay Area real estate investors trajectory. Whereas they might have to start in a lower, more cost-effective area, such as San Jose or Hayward or 
ideally where there's no rent control, Concord is the prime opportunity. The price point in Concord is much more affordable. The further you go out from San Francisco, it seems like property is less appreciation driven in value and more cash flow driven instead. Whereas you go towards Pittsburgh, Vallejo, the price point is very much affordable compared to if you were in Sunnyvale or in Palo Alto, Redwood City, those areas. Can you give us a case study of a property that you may have helped a client buy? How big was the unit? Where was location? How much did it cost? And how much are the rents? Absolutely. Recently met an individual at an open house and they expressed interest in getting their foot in the door being a real estate investor. They said in total, they had enough money for a $45,000 down payment and they brought in $150,000 a year. So this individual, we went around and we found a property as soon as they came on the market. This fourplex was priced at $1.3 million underneath that $1.4 million threshold. It brought in $2,600 every month in rent from the other three units. So all factors considered, whenever the loan officer looked at his debt to income ratio, it came in at 48% which means that he was able to apply for the FHA loan, whereas otherwise he wouldn't have been able to with conventional 20% down. Whenever looking at the total income from the property, $2,600 in those three units coming in every month compared to the expenses, pity, principal, interest, taxes, insurance of a combined $8,800 from the FHA loan, and then a conservative estimate on repairs and capital expenditures of $1,100 a piece, and then a vacancy rate of $780 a month on this property. All in, we saw that based on the total income compared to the total expenses, he would have to be out of pocket slightly under $4,000 a month. Whereas if he were to take out a conventional mortgage on the same property, it would be prohibitive to be able to get his foot in the door because he didn't have the down payment. And his uh, PITI would be high. Like he'd have to pay more on a monthly basis. Now you have other tenants helping you supplement your own living. For the time being, it was the better way to be able to get the foot in the door. So as time goes on, once he accumulates equity in the property and he's able to pay off the payments. Once he reaches that 22% equity rate, then he's able to refinance into a conventional loan. And then he no longer has to pay the mortgage insurance premium that he had to pay with that FHA loan. So beforehand, it was about 10% of the monthly payment, $888 on a total pity of 8,800. Yikes. So whenever he was able to refinance, it significantly reduced the pity down to $6,000. So at that point, his, he was able to cash flow much more significantly to where because that rental income stayed exactly the same from those three units, he was able to bring in the same amount of money while reducing the monthly payments significantly. The end result was is that he was able to own this property only having to pay $1,150 every month as opposed to the tax rate that it was before because he had less equity in the property. Does this guy still live in the property or did he move out and rent out that fourth unit? 
you only have to live in the FHA property if you use that financing for 12 months. So the strategy was is that he was able to move out and rent the fourth unit for $2,600 so that he was able to move into an apartment for $2,000 a month in rent, a net cash flow of $600 coming in because he made that decision. Wow, great. I mean, if you do house hacking the right way, basically you get to live for free. This is true. You have all the benefits of owning real estate and partaking in the appreciation, which is something that the majority of Bay Area investors have seen increase time over time at a rate of 5% over the course of the last 20 years. So owning the property, you have the benefits that you wouldn't otherwise have with renting, whereas the tax benefits of paying the interest on the mortgage is something that's taken out of your total income. So it is something that is deductible from your taxes. So for every $10,000 you pay an interest to the bank on that mortgage, depending on what tax bracket you're in, if you're in the 20% tax bracket, you're basically able to save $2,000 in taxes for every $10,000 you have to pay in that interest on the mortgage. So that's something that you don't have whenever you're paying rent, just because that money is just hemorrhaging out of your pockets instead of being able to hold on to and enjoy the benefits tax-wise of being able to deduct some of that necessary expense. Yeah. And did you know where he bought this property? You said it's cost $1.3 million. Mm -hmm. So it is in Oakland area. It is something to where the properties in this area sometimes land in opportunity zones, which is another uh, essentially a double whammy that makes this strategy even more effective. So depending on what area you're investing in, They've recently developed opportunity zones where the poverty rate is 20% and over, which also correlates where typically the best cash flow deals are, aka the hood. So you invest in you know, areas that are in decline um, economically. And by investing in these areas and by rejuvenating them, you have tax incentives as a result. So for instance, if you were to buy a property for a million dollars in one of these opportunity zones, and then reinvest another million dollars in it over the course of 10 years, you're able to sell that property capital gains tax-free at the end. Nice. So instead of the 1031 exchange, which a lot of investors use, which is essentially just kicking the can down the road, because inevitably they will have to pay those capital gains tax on the property, it makes it so that it is more Excellent. As far as the numbers, the way are uh, calculated, just because it makes it so much uh, better. They don't have to reinvest the money into another property in the future because they can clear out all the money that they put into that property and don't have to pay any capital gains tax on it. Yeah. So thanks a lot for that comprehensive guide on using the, on buying fourplexes with the FHA strategy. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about that topic? As far as buying properties on the MLS compared to buying them off market, there's a significant difference in the amount of return, the feasibility of being able to use this strategy. Going and meeting with other local investors at meetups and talking with individuals who are in tune with a local market, real estate agents, and people who you'll be able to find wholesalers perhaps, and investors at these meetups, 
so that you're able to understand what the deals are in a local market. By investing in those, you will have a better chance of finding a property that is undervalued, something where the numbers will work better in your favor, and then as a result, be able to make this strategy work better in your favor. So before going and buying retail property, I'd say that it would be worthwhile to network with other professionals in your area, other investors who are already doing this strategy, house hacking, or owning multi-unit properties, so that you might be able to get an insider scoop on local deals that would be in your benefit. So just to summarize, if you're looking to do this strategy, go to meetups, meet other investors, meet other agents, find out what properties are kind of floating around there off market. And then when you buy it off market, you can hopefully get it at a substantial discount so that when you do this strategy, all your returns are boosted because you got it at such a low price. Exactly. You have all the factors working in your favor to help lead to financial freedom that quicker. Nice. So I also noticed that you have your meetup over in Danville. I was wondering what topics do you cover and what is the purpose of you hosting those meetups? The primary person who would be able to benefit from this meetup is a new investor that is interested in being able to get their foot in the door with investing by using low money down financing on off-market deals. This type of person who might be looking for to get their foot in the door with real estate investing by using low money down financing on off-market deals, they would be able to learn more about investing strategy while also networking with investors in the area and be able to learn more about the financing to where they won't have to put as much money down, be able to find an off-market property to be able to use this strategy on. Nice. And are you currently just working as an agent or you're also doing investing as well? The goal is by January 30th of 2020 to use this strategy in motion to be able to buy my own fourplex property in this way. By establishing long-term relations with other investors, being able to include them on making deals happen in the meetup atmosphere, I will hopefully be able to establish credibility with local investors in this area to where when the time comes, when I'm ready to pull the trigger on an investment, I'll already be a familiar face and hopefully be able to get some insider tips on the best deals in the area. Awesome. And so what advice can you give for our listeners? I'd say for somebody who is just starting out and interested in investing in real estate, using the FHA loan in order to house hack is something that is a viable strategy for the right kind of individual. To be honest, there are certain lifestyle decisions that you have to go in with both eyes open. Investing in real estate, especially house hacking, there are certain responsibilities that you have when otherwise, if you were to just rent or own your own single family home, you otherwise wouldn't have. For instance, living in the same fourplex as three of your tenants, you have to be the landlord and have to deal with those responsibilities. So if one of your neighbors knocks on your door in the middle of the night saying they have a leaky pipe or water coming in from the roof, then that's something that you'd have to deal with them and have to maintain as your responsibility as the landlord. Whereas if you otherwise weren't investing in real estate, that wouldn't be an issue. It's the 
concept of delayed gratification. So if you're willing to live the lifestyle of being a real estate investor, especially living so close to the tenants that you're working with for the short term, you're able to reap significant long-term financial gains that will be able to benefit you in the long run and make you better off than if you otherwise would have decided to rent. Nice. You know, I totally forgot to ask you, you talked about all the pros. What are the cons of using this strategy? Mm -hmm. I'd say the short-term standard of living that you have to expect with being a landlord. Depending on what neighborhood you're buying this property in, it might be a neighborhood that otherwise you wouldn't be interested in. Some people, they invest in uh, neighborhoods to where the best cash flows are. However, it might not be the best school districts. It might not be the best area to live in as far as crime and so on. So there's a certain sacrifice of short-term standard of life. Just because you have to live in an area where the property prices are lower in relation. So if you're willing to have short-term sacrifice and be able to go through with delayed gratification, then in the long run, you're able to reap the financial rewards of real estate investing. That's right. I would say also PMI is a killer too. $800 a month is, is pretty crazy, but you're getting your tenants to help you pay for that. So eh, I guess it's a wash at the end of the day. It would be much more desirable to just get your foot in the door with that 20% financing. However, the majority of people I talk to in the Bay Area, they just don't have $200,000, even $100,000 to be able to get started. Right. So just having that 3.5% down, being able to leverage their money that much more, this is the, the short-term step to be able to make it to the next level where they're able to get that 22% equity in the property. And then once they refinance, it is smooth sailing from there. And I've heard also that that 3.5% down doesn't necessarily have to come from the borrower per se. It can come from a family member. There's something to do with FHA. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's true or not. The beauty of going to these networking and real estate investing meetups is that you're able to find other people who are in this space who might be willing to do creative financing. For instance, if you establish rapport with another investor and they have a fourplex that they're thinking about selling, they might be able to cover that 3.5% down for you in the closing costs. So they might be more willing to work with you to make it more affordable so that you might be able to get in for as little as zero down just because the seller is covering all those closing costs and the 3.5%. Right. And speaking of 0% down, I've heard that since you know FHA and VA loans are pretty much the same thing. You can actually use a strategy with a VA loan and then basically get it for 0% down if you are a veteran and qualify. If there are veterans that are listening, that is absolutely a viable strategy. Being able to put zero money down is even easier to be able to get your foot in the door. So I highly recommend that strategy as well. Nice. So yeah, I want to thank you so much for your time and letting us know everything about this strategy. How can people contact you? If they're interested, by all means, you can find us on Meetup with the Financial Freedom Real Estate Investors. My name is Anthony Barbado, and I work as a real estate agent here with Keller Williams in Danville. My phone number is 925-294-0383. I'd be happy to talk about real estate investing any day of the week. Awesome. And before I go, I wanted to ask you another question. You kept mentioning 22% to refi out. I thought it was only 20%. Where did the extra 2% come from? Mm-hmm. What the bank will look at is to make the 
sure you're just over the hurdle to where you'd be able to have at least 22% equity. So whereas the typical loan of 20%, if you look at the FHA loan, you'd have to be able to clear that hurdle and then the additional 2% in order to refinance, just so it shows the bank that you're clear over the hurdle. Gotcha. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate all the information you taught us today. Looking forward to seeing you around next time. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. Here are some of the key takeaways I got from speaking to Anthony. FHA loans allow you to purchase a residential property for only 3.5% down. It needs to be an owner-occupied property, but you're allowed to buy a fourplex with it and live in one unit and rent out the other three. An FHA loan allows you to get a larger loan. And with an FHA loan, your debt-to-income ratio is increased from 43% to 55%. And you're also able to use 75% of the rents from the other three units as part of your income towards that ratio. So if you're looking to purchase your own property in the Bay Area, this is definitely a very viable strategy and one that everyone should be looking into. If you have more questions about this, feel free to contact me or Anthony, and we'll give you as much information as you need. You can find the show notes and the full transcription on everythingrei.com. Hope you all learned a lot. Thanks, and have a great day. This was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating. It'll take less than a second, and it'll help a lot. You can contact me at seanpanrealty at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-N-P-A-N. R-E-A-L-T-Y at gmail.com. Thanks and have a great day.